Welcome to episode 27 of the Relationship Marketing Podcast with Cody B. Today's guest is Bill Cates. For 25 years, Bill Cates has been showing business professionals how to acquire more clients, customers, through the relationship marketing strategies of client engagement, referrals, personal introductions, and powerful value propositions without increasing their marketing budget. Bill was inducted into the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame in 2010. Bill Cates is president of Referral Coach International, the nation's foremost expert on increasing sales through high-quality referrals. And now, Cody B. Hello, everybody. This is Cody Bateman. Welcome to another version of our Relationship Marketing Podcast. We're very, very excited for the guest that we have on today, a veteran, seasoned veteran, been around doing stuff that he's been doing for 31 years now. and um, kind of one of the one of the premier guys in the whole world about referrals, and uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, referral business today. And uh, I'm not going to tell you who he is yet because I want to talk about him. But uh, before I do that, I just want to welcome everybody. We have a, a widely and fastly growing audience out there. People are gaining big interest in this concept called relationship marketing. Relationship marketing has kind of taken on all kinds of it, people are titling almost everything they do today. Relationship marketing. It's kind of interesting. If you hashtag, if you do, if you do a hashtag relationship marketing on Instagram or Facebook, you see all kinds of stuff where people are saying, claiming that that's what they do. But here we, we talk about relationship marketing uh, as, as a relationship building mechanism and tool. Relationship marketing is about the first word, not the second. It's about uh, building long-term, lasting, genuine, quality relationships with other human beings. Relationship marketing is not about a stat. It's not about return on investment. It's not about how much money you make. It's not even about how many referrals you get. Relationship marketing is about people. And as soon as we teach or able to teach that concept and you put relationships first, and the marketing part takes care of itself. We've had featured speakers and authors and trainers and teachers and people from all industries on this show over the past several months, giving us words of wisdom. And I got to tell you, we got one of the best on with us today. So without further ado, Mr. Bill Cates, how are you, brother? How are you doing today? Doing well, Cody. Great to be with you. Well, it's great to have you on. I want, I want to give our audience just a general feel. A lot, of, a lot of people recognize your name. They know who you are. Many have read your books. But those who haven't, I just want to give them a feel of who they're going to be listening to today. Uh, so Bill Cates, he's widely recognized as one of the foremost experts in the art, of, art and science of acquiring new clients through referrals and personal introductions. Uh, his client acquisition system, and I'm real excited to talk about this, his client acquisition system has been featured in such publications as Success Magazine, Entrepreneur, Selling Power, The Huffington Post, The Wall Street Journal, and his own business success has been featured in Money Magazine. He's the author of four best-selling books. Uh, it's, uh, they are titled Referrals Now, Don't Keep Me a Secret, Beyond Referrals, and Radical Relevance. Beyond Referrals, I believe it's your latest. We'll have a chance to talk about that today. Uh, he's, the Bill's delivered business growth messages to over 300,000 professionals, small business owners, salespeople across five continents. He's, uh, he's a who's who guy, man. He's been inducted to the Professional Speaker Hall of Fame in 2010. There's only 182 living members in the Hall of Fame, and this guy that's on with us today is one of them. So, Bill, 
Again, appreciate the time that you've taken to be with us. Let's jump right in. Let's let's yeah. go to work here. We've uh, got people that people that listen to this. It's kind of interesting. People get interested in the term relationship marketing for the second word, not the first. But the key to it is the first word, not the second. <laughs> so everybody wants to know, okay, well, how does relationship marketing, what does it mean? How can I generate more business? And obviously, a big, a big thing that true relationship marketing generates is this big word we call referrals. Mm-hmm. I think you're one of the top you're one of the top uh, influencers on the subject of referrals. So, and you've been doing it for a long time. So just give us a bird's eye view right now, 31 years worth. <laughs> what does it take that the pay attention? Cause I asked this question in a lot of my seminars. What does it take to deserve a referral? Sure. Well, it, it takes, providing great value and it takes creating a human connection. Uh, it has to be both. In fact, our research has showed that uh, there's a low correlation between client or customer satisfaction and the giving of referrals. Uh, in this one particular study, only 20% of satisfied clients gave referrals in the preceding 12 months, but engaged clients, which I'll define a little better in a second, uh, 98% of those folks provided referrals, made introductions in the preceding 12 months. So what's an engaged client? Well, simple. They, they're engaged with, their, with your value. They like the questions you ask. They like the things that you teach them. They like your response of service. All of that's the, the value side of the equation, if you will. But they also appreciate the human connection. And like you say, the relationship, because you know, people, all things being equal, people do business with people they like all things not being equal, people still do business with people they like. And the referral process, and and I know you talk about this in your book, referrals are an earned right. It's something that we earn by providing the great value and the connection, that engaged connection. And so the, the better we can connect on both of those levels, the more we have created that type of relationship. And then we create what I like to call as borrowed trust, right? that's of course that's the grease that's the glue that's whatever you want to call it for any relationship right that that's functional and productive is trust and so we borrow the trust in one relationship long enough to earn our own trust in the new relationship and then we create that sense of engagement with them and then it just keeps going and going and going and so it really creates a perpetual flow if you do it right Wow, that's really good stuff. So what you, you mentioned in there the, the importance of human connection. I appreciate you referring to my book. That was nice of you. But, uh, you know, you've been, you've been teaching this for a long, long time. I mean, you've been around and, and talking about the power of human connection. And so in business, I mean, over the years, not just, you know, today we can talk about all the cool technologies we have to help people stay in touch with their clients. But over the 30-plus years you've been doing this, what do you see as the best ways for business people to create genuine human connection with those they do business with? Sure. So I, I've, I've broken down the client or customer journey into three unequal thirds, if you will, three parts. So the first part is what I'll call the prospect experience. This is the person who's you're not working with yet, but you're attempting and you guys are doing a mutual qualification to see if the match is right. And Obviously, that depending on the business, that could be a, a, a protracted uh, dance, uh, a courtship, or it could happen very quickly. 
But nonetheless, what we're trying to do is, is provide that value and make that human connection quickly so that we not only earn their business, but we also become more referable, right? To get referrals, you have to be referable. And so uh, I'll give you one example uh, or t- uh, on the value side with a, with a brand new prospect. Uh, one of the great things that we can do that provides great value to folks on, phone, on the phone, in person, is what I call a here to there conversation where we find out where they are now. What is their life, their business? What does their current situation look like related to what we're selling? Uh, and then what does their there look like? Where, where do they want to be in three years, five years, 10 years, whatever the appropriate time frame is? What are the obstacles to getting there? What are the challenges? What are the, um, the opportunities between now and there? And, and just that getting, helping people, you know this, when, when you help people get clear on where they are and where they want to be, that's great value that you bring to them, is it not? And because most people aren't clear all the time. We're muddled people most of the time. But when we gain that clarity, then we can take action. And so that's a great value that we bring. On, on the other side, on the, the building the personal relationship side or the human connection early on in the relationship, is to talk about something that many of these folks are familiar with, and that is the, the client-focused why. Now, there's the your why, why you get up in the morning, why you got started in the business, maybe because you can have freedom of, of your schedule and you can make a lot of money and you like serving people, and that's all good. But somewhere along the line, you realize you really do help people. And that's the client-focused why I'm talking about, why you believe in the value. And that's what makes that human connection very quickly in a new relationship. So just to give you a tactical way of it might sound is, you know, Cody, that's a little bit about what we do and how we do it. Let me shift gears for a second, tell you a little bit about why we do this, what drives me every day. And that's usually a little story, isn't it? And people listen to stories differently. And that makes the human connection. This is with a brand new prospect. I recommend you share that client focus why very quickly. So you keep doing those types of things throughout the, 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 the client journey. If I can just hit one more thing real quick. The, the secret sauce, if you will, to creating advocates for you and, and for your business is what I'll call the business friendship. It's where that relationship goes beyond the core work that brought you together in the first place. And everybody has, has created business friendships. They happen naturally, organically. And what I contend is we want to look for more ways to make that happen and to continue to create that friendship. Because then what happens an advocate is someone who's going to make sure that they vouch for you, they recommend what you do, and they want to make sure the connection goes through. They'll pay attention to the connection. They'll call you up later. Hey, did you call my friend yet? Or they'll call the friend. Did you hear from Bill yet? And so that's really what we want as those advocates. And it is the business friendship that does that more than anything else. So part of doing that is you mentioned telling your why and also finding out their why. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Those two things naturally. I mean, those two conversations can create connection probably faster than anything. Well, when you, when you tell your why, especially to someone who may be a bit of a stranger to you, you're actually giving them permission to share their why. Right. And as you continue to get to know them, then the layers of the onion peel off a little bit. And sometimes there's things even more core to that, that, Maybe they're not going to share in the first conversation, but come out over time. Uh, and of so, course, the, the more you know their why, the better you can serve them, right? Yeah. 
So let, let's, let's go through a scenario here. You, you yep. meet somebody new, you're in the prospecting. By the way, you mentioned three things. I, had, I wrote down prospect, obviously the prospecting. What were your other two? Sure, yeah. So the prospect experience and then the new client experience, okay. or you could call it your onboarding. Yep. How you onboard them into you know, your metaphorical family uh, business. And then the ongoing client experience, how you stay in touch with them over time. Okay, excellent. So right now, we're going to do a scenario where you're in the prospecting phase of things. You're establishing relationship. You're establishing a connection with people. Uh, assessment more than pitch. We talk a lot about that on this show. Uh, most of our uh, experts that come on talk about today's day and age is more about assessment than it is about a pitch. So, yep. uh, by the way, they didn't come up with those words I did. But anyway, no, I'm just <laughs> It but all it really started is. with you, Cody. Like, like one thing in common that most of our guests talk about is that today's day and age, it's assessment. It's not pitch. I mean, you got to assess. And that's part of this deal. You know, tell your why, find out their why. Here's my question. Yeah. When you get things started like that, do you recommend that you, uh, as part of your assessment, that you seek out and try to ask them their why, or do you tell your why first? Um, I typically will tell mine first, um, only because I know that if I do that, it helps create a little bit of that human connection. Cause again, there's a little bit of a story, uh, and they will sometimes automatically tell their why if they haven't, then I may go into that conversation and ask them a little bit about that. You know, it depends a little bit on the personality of the individual, right? If you have someone who's very open and very sharing of, of, of who they are and then, you know, that stuff is, is very easy to, to elicit. Uh, other folks who may be a little more task oriented, like my dad, who was a statistician, you know, uh, they're not as free to, to, to share that type of personal information. So I will play it by ear a little bit. I want to get a sense of who I'm dealing with personality wise before I, uh, you know, exactly go, but I, I tend to do mine first just so they'll feel more comfortable. So let's have a little fun here for a second. So you have your business um, acquiring new clients through referrals, personal introduction, referral coach international and creator of the referral advantage program, Mm -hmm. the referral champion systems and the referral coach Academy. So these are some of your businesses, right? So we have a whole bunch of listeners on that may have a need for your service. So, Tell us your why. Why why do you do this stuff? Yeah. I do this because with the people that I work with, there's usually a gap between where they are and where they want to be in terms of their own personal success or the success of their business. And I've I've owned a couple of businesses. I've sold them. I've been pretty successful in business. And I've really devoted my business now to helping people close that gap. Uh, particularly through referrals and personal introductions. Sometimes there's an awkwardness. There's a fear around asking for referrals and introductions. People don't want to look needy. People don't want to come across pushy. And so what I do is I help close that gap through systems and through creating confidence and so that they can reach the levels of success that they desire. And there's one one addition to that is I know that if I help other people be successful in their business and reach their clients with their important good service, then I'm helping a lot more people. 
right? I'm helping not just that business person, but I'm helping the people that they're serving as well. And every, every time my staff gets together, we have a monthly team meeting. We remind ourselves of that. We remind ourselves of our, our mission to serve and close that gap for people. So, so why is that so important to you? I, I'm, I'm playing with you here a little bit, but just keep, just keep running with me. So yeah, why, no, that's fine. I all, all of those things that you just mentioned, you, you love to help people, you love to teach people, you love to pass on. What, why are those things so important to you? I guess it just, it's, I've got a servant's heart. I just come from that place of, of liking to serve and, and uh, it, it gives me a lot of pleasure uh, to serve folks. And, and I also like seeing people take what I teach and put it through their own, you know, filters and, and then, and create what they create through my processes. And uh, I also learn from that. I learn a tremendous amount when I teach what I teach. Uh, I learn from it. It's just a very gratifying place to be. So would you do it for free? Uh, I, I do it for free sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I would do it for free. Um, and I guess theoretically I could. Uh, I mean, I could retire now if I wanted to. Uh, I don't know that I ever will because I just, here's what I love probably. Maybe this is more my why, Cody, is I love learning and I love trying things out and I love sharing what I learn with other people. It's kind of a fun place to be learning, sharing, watching that, watch other people have success. And so since I'm a lifelong learner, I'm a lifelong sharer. And so, yeah, I would. And I sometimes do. I mean, I do some coaching. I do some pro bono work for firms as well. And it is a business and I have to treat it like a business. And I also know that sometimes people value what they pay for. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes that's an important element in what I do. For sure. The only, the only reason I asked the question is sure. because I knew what your answer would be. You know, you, you, you would do this whether you got paid for it or not because it's who you are. I, I'm hoping that our listeners are really listening right now because we just, your last two minute segment about why you do what you do and then why that's important to you. We kind of drilled down on your why a little bit, but, but your answer made you it made me want to do business with you. Mm. And I, I guarantee you there's many listeners. They're like, God, this guy's pretty cool. I probably could learn something from him. I may want to buy some of his products or services. And that transpired because you got into your heart and you shared the true why behind what you do. And that's what people connect with. It's not the pitch. It's not the, you know, accolades, you know, it's kind of funny. We, at, at the beginning of every one of these shows, I read out the little bio <laughs> and I'm on other people's podcasts and they do it for me. I don't know, like you, like when I'm hearing my own bio, I'm like, I'm kind of like, uh, get on with this already. You know? Cause it's important to share those. So people know where you came from. Right. It's not what people buy. People, people don't buy that. They buy what your heart is and what you're, you're, yeah. willing to offer. So. And, and that's why I talk about doing this early on in a brand new relationship. Uh, and, and, you know, it could be your why could be why you got started in the business. It could be why you, you're still in the business 30 years later. It could be why you believe what you do now is more important than ever before. It could be why you went from the big company and started your own business or why you, there's a lot of different whys and you can have more than one and you play the one that's appropriate for the context. Uh, but and quite often there's a story and because of that, it makes you human. And so if pe people want to know who you are 
and the bigger the ticket item, you know, the bigger the sale, the bigger the risk, if you, if you want to call it that, in doing business with you, the more they need to know who you are, who is this person. And if you think about it, if what one thing we know, neuroscience has told us that every buying decision, in fact, every decision at its heart is emotional. And so when, when you go into an office, let's say, and you're quote unquote pitching, I don't always like that word, but you're talking about what you do with other people. And maybe they have two other companies that they're interviewing at the end of the day, what are they going to say? You know, I, I, I like them. I liked him. I like her, right? It, th- what you say resonated with them. So part of it's the intellectual, there's the numbers have to work, you know, the logistics have to work. But at the end of the day, they, they want to trust their decision, which is an emotional component. And so who you are is just, it's, it's critical. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Okay. Beyond referrals. This is the latest mm-hmm. rave reviews, by the way, going on. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us a little bit about the latest project beyond referrals. I mean, why, where, why do you think these high reviews, what, what, what makes this book so good right now? Sure. I appreciate it. Well, I think we know that referrals and not just referrals, but introductions are, are more important than ever before because it's just hard to reach people, right? It's hard to cut through all that noise and get people to pay attention to your message. And so the, sh- the shortest line to relevance, the shortest line to get someone else to notice you, which is all about relevance, is an introduction from someone else they already trust. And these days we're really emphasizing the word introductions. I recommend that when people are talking with, with clients, with prospects, with centers of influence, strategic alliances, et cetera, that you really favor the word introduction because that's what you need now. You got to get connected, right? It's not just a, hey, call George, use my name, because guess what? George doesn't pick up the phone anymore. And George is wondering why his friend gave you know, me his number. <laughs> so introductions. But that's not the end game, right? The end game is, is the new client, the new working relationship. So in the book, we cover four sections, which the first part is becoming referable, generating that willingness for people to tell others about you and to make the connection. The second section is how do you make the connection? How do you create an email handshake? How do you get introduced in person, et cetera, et cetera? Well, we're still not done yet, right? You still have to set the appointment, be that over the phone or in person. You got to talk about what you do and do your, you know, your assessment of their situation and, and they're going to assess you. And then ultimately, so we have appointment setting strategies. And then ultimately you have to quote unquote, make the sale, confirm the relationship. And so we have some strategies in there. So that takes it to the full uh, logical conclusion. Referrals, introductions are a means to an end. Uh, They're good means to an end. They're probably one of the best, but it's not the end. You're not done yet. Interesting. Okay, so we, we, we might get in a little healthy debate right now. We're going to have a little fun here. Happy to. So I, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I'm kind of unique in, in our approach. You know, I own a company called Send Out Cards. We're the premier relationship marketing systems in the world today. We've sent over 170 million greeting cards, real, physical, tangible greeting cards over the Internet or a smartphone. Uh, on behalf of our customers who are typically business owners, people in sales or whatnot, they use this as a system to follow up their clients. They generate lots of referral business as a result. And so um, one of the things that I teach 
is, has, over the years has been kind of a controversial headline. What I'll say from my stage is don't ask for a referral. Deserve it. So what do you think about that quote? Don't ask for a referral. Because most of you guys all talk about the importance of asking referrals. I get up there and say, don't ask for a referral. Deserve it. So tell me what you think of that. Sure. So uh, from my perspective, it's incomplete. And here's why I say that. Yes, you have to deserve it. There's no question about it. When I give my speeches, uh, first we talk about the mindset for growth that's necessary. Then we talk about being referable, right? And then we go through all those things about creating engaged clients. And so what I found, if you do that, if you serve the heck out of folks and you create great relationships, you will get unsolicited referrals, right? People will talk about you. And that's a barometer of good relationships. Every business should be getting those things. I had a guy come up to me after a speech once. He says, Bill, I've been in business 20 years. I don't get many unsolicited referrals. It's pretty rare for me. And I had to catch a flight, so I didn't have time for the therapy that would ensue. Right? <laughs> Helped him understand that he wasn't yet deserving, wasn't referable. Right. right. So, yeah. So if we just do that, if we just serve the heck out of folks and create those great relationships and use send out cards, which I've recommended to thousands of people over the years, uh, you know, to stay in touch and keep bringing value and all those good things, uh, we will get a certain amount. Now, the question is, is it enough? And are they, are they the right people? And are you actually getting connected? So word of mouth is good. And sometimes the phone rings or the email hits from the word of mouth, but not always, right? Because people put it off for whatever reason. Um, again, if someone says, hey, call George, well, sometimes if we don't really get connected. So what I found is when you find the right way to ask, a way that's not pushy, a way that isn't aggressive, that doesn't, doesn't make you look needy either, that when we, and it's really, Cody, it's about helping me help others. It's all based on the value that I provided to you. We have something we call a value discussion. You say, yeah, Bill, we love this. We like this. Great. Right. I know you know a couple of folks. I think I can be of great service to them. Can we talk a little bit about how you might introduce them to me so they can experience the same value or at least be aware of the opportunity? And so it's about that. So if we don't add that component, you know, then we're leaving it a little bit up to chance yeah. that these people will do it. Okay, so inter interesting concept. Uh, I noticed you were reading my book and you got it earmarked a little bit. You haven't gotten to the section where I talk about referrals yet, or you probably would have brought it up. <laughs> no, no, I did. I have it. It says, uh, right, chapter six, don't ask for referral, deserve it. Sure. Yeah, and there, I've, got <laughs> some, I've got some stuff in there. And, and it's interesting. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, we all just need to kind of work with what resonates in our own minds and how it works. But absolutely share things that I have found have worked for my customers and clients over the years. And one of the things I talk about in that chapter is I talk about, you know, the, the, the time to actually ask for a referral. I believe that the best place to ask for, for a referral in the sales process is actually at the prospecting phase, not the customer phase. So if you're, if you're with a prospect and you're, you know, you're assessing and you're doing things and it, it may be that they don't need your product or service and, and you can build relationship by telling them they don't need your product or service or you can refer them to where they might be served best. Right. And at that point, you know, you, you're, you've created that connection. You've created some trust. You know, this may not be right for you 
Um, this may not be right for you, Bill, but I'm sure you may know somebody that may have an interest in what we're doing. Right. So I talk in that chapter about the importance of asking for, for referrals at that point. Once you get to the customer point, in fact, you call it the, uh, it's probably the ongoing. So you have prospect yeah. and you have onboarding and then you have ongoing. Mm -hmm. So once you have someone in the ongoing and you have a strong relationship marketing program in place, where you're keeping in touch with them, not only with greeting cards and gifts, but, but other ways, other means, mm -hmm. placing phone calls, you're seeing how they're doing, you're not asking for anything in return, you're just creating and generating genuine connections, staying top of mind with those people, mm -hmm. chances are you'll never need to ask them for a referral, they're just going to send you referrals. Then in the chapter, I back that up with story after story after story of people who stopped asking and actually got more quality referrals. So, so there's, there's, there's a little meat behind my, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, my part of the debate. And again, at the end of the day, if people are comfortable asking for referrals in a positive, non-pushy way, then great. But uh, I just think the concept itself, if you if, if, don't ask for a referral, just deserve it. You know, treat people with kindness. You have all the referrals that you'll ever want. Oh, by the way, when you say beyond referrals, what is the most powerful referral? What, what kind of referral is the most powerful one? Well, it's an introduction where it's, where, uh, be it in person or an email. And let's say you're introducing me to your friend, Laura. So you send an email that says, Laura, I, uh, I want to tell you about Bill Cates. I've been working with him. He's got a great da 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 da, uh, Bill, this is Laura. We've known each other forever. Uh, you know, I think you guys, two great people should know each other. Uh, you know, I'll bow out. You guys connect something like that. So it's, it's a, it's a connection. It's a really good connection. Now I want to, I want to I, I, I add to what you just said. I, first of all, yeah, I a hundred percent agree that you have to, you have to deserve it. I also know that when you've been serving someone for a long time, you're actually deserving it more mm -hmm. and you're getting to know other people in their world who should probably know about what you do. Mm -hmm. I've also found that it depends a little bit on the industry and what your, your business. So for instance, uh, I do a lot of work in financial services where we're talking about people's money and it's a very private kind of conversation. And there people tend to not create that word of mouth and that unsolicited conversation as much. And so if we don't have a way to be appropriately proactive, uh, we're going to miss a lot of the opportunity. We also know that people put off doing a financial plan. They put off buying life insurance because uh, they don't want to deal with that part of their their life or the end thereof. And so if we don't find a way to be appropriately proactive, then a lot of people will go without the important work that we do. So when you believe the work that you do is very important, in fact, life-changing, then how can you not ask? How can you not find a way that works for you. It's got to work for you. It's got to resonate. It's got to be natural and authentic. But if you really truly believe in what you do, how can you not be proactive and look for those opportunities to serve more people? And what I would say sales for me is helping other people make an educated decision that's in their best interest. That's all we're doing, right? We're, we're, we're assessing, we're educating so they can make a decision that's in their best interest. You mentioned about backing away from a sale if it's not right. I did that earlier today where I was demonstrating our online learning system. And based on the conversation, I said, this isn't right for you now. 
and they really appreciated that. And you, you know, that will come back in some way to, to serve me perhaps, but even if it doesn't come back to me, it doesn't matter. I did the right thing. Well, it usually does. You know, what you send out comes back to you. You treat people the right way and it comes back either directly or indirectly. And True. that's right. That's kind of how it works. Okay. So, um, in, in this latest book, you lay out what you call the perpetual revenue system. And that's what I'm excited to study. I'm excited to study this perpetual revenue system thing. And there's a lot of people talking about that. So what is it? I mean, what is it? We, well, when I listen to this show, when they hear system, they're like, yeah, tell me about a system. So, right, so, so Cody, I'm, I'm concerned you may not love it after I tell it to you. <laughs> uh, although although you, you send a little, you send some mixed messages because you say don't ask for referrals, but then you said the best time to ask for referrals is. So it's a little bit of a mixed message, but you got to read I, the chapter. The chapter will put it all in perspective. For I got you. it. I got it. I know we're having some fun words. Here as well. Yeah. In any event, uh, so it really it comes down to three words, and we've touched on them a little bit already. So the first one is engagement, which is is the relationship. It's it's earning the right. It's 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 becoming referable, creating that engaged relationship. They're engaged on our value, and they're engaged on who we are. The next is leverage. And so that's the appropriate way to leverage. And there's two basic ways to do that. One is promoting the possibility of referrals or introductions. One of my books is entitled, Don't Keep Me a Secret. I didn't invent the phrase, but people love it. It's something they can say. Client says, hey, we love what you're doing. Uh, you know, we really appreciate the, you know, the help you've been. Yeah, great, please don't keep us a secret. Simple, Good. fun, easy thing to say. Never too busy to see if we can be a resource for other people you care about. Lots of, we've got about 12 different ways to promote. So we're not even asking yet. We're just becoming deserving and then we're promoting. Uh, and then we do have a way to ask, a four-step process to, to actually ask. That, that's not pushy, not begging. Um, but then the next, the third word is connection. Because as we've talked about, we've got to get connected to those people. Whether we asked for a referral or an introduction or someone volunteered, hey, you should know my friend or my cousin should know about you. Great. Let's talk about how we get connected. You know, my guess is she'd like to hear from you before she hears from me. Let's talk about what that might look like. And the way I perceived the, the connection, the introduction uh, comes in a sense from the Food and Drug Administration. When it's approving a drug for the market, it's looking, is a drug safe and effective, right? Safe and effective. I, had a, I was doing a session once and a guy yelled out, you know, I said, what is the F FDA looking for? He says, uh, Poisonous and profitable. <laughs> Hopefully not. But yeah. anyway, safe and effective. Well, isn't that what we want an introduction to be? We want it to feel safe to the parties engaged, right? You want to feel good about introducing me and, and that whoever I get introduced to wants to feel comfortable about that. And then it, uh, effective, meaning at least piques your interest in hearing from me about the opportunity I might present or the problem I might solve. So, what happens is when you get connected and then you start to use this engagement formula that I talked about, what happens? It's a, it's a wheel that just continues and continues and continues. Engagement, leverage, connection. Engagement, leverage, connection. And it really will create a continual flow. And what I like to say is that treating the heck out of your clients, serving the heck out of your clients, creating great relationships will create incremental growth because they will tell others about you. But when you have a way to be appropriately proactive, that's what creates exponential growth because one can lead to two and two to four and four to eight. So that's the, that's the system in a nutshell. Well, that's really cool. I'm sure you got, you, you've got the visuals and stuff in the book. Oh, yeah. By the way, let's talk about the book for a second, Beyond Referrals. 
tell our audience, you know, where they can get it. I'm sure they can get it on Amazon, but where, where can we get a copy of this book? Yeah, the best place really is Amazon. Uh, you know, beyond referrals, it's Bill Cates with a C, not Bill Gates, we wish. Uh, <laughs> and actually, we used to sell it from here, but you can get a better price on Amazon. Right. I know how I, that goes. I, I make my 12 cents a copy and everybody's right. happy. Yep. Uh, yep. So that's the best. And the other books are up there as well. Okay, excellent. So we want to make sure people get access to that beyond referrals. So I want to kind of shift a little bit and talk about, you know, you 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 even mentioned it. You talked about you've been a, a student and a teacher mm-hmm. for a lot of years. So uh, talk to us a little bit. If you're in the sales profession or marketing profession, how much time do you think people should be spending in education on their profession? And oh, why? Gosh. Yeah, well... Uh, I'll, I'll, ha- I'll tackle the fir- uh, second part first. The why is because uh, everything around us is changing. And if we don't change with it and we don't keep up the, uh, the speed with those things, then, then we will be left behind. And, you know, there's the old expression, you know, what got you here may not get you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one similar to that. If you keep doing what you've always been doing, you know, you're going to get what you keep getting. Actually, the truth is because things are changing so much, if you keep doing what you've been doing, you won't even get but what you've been getting, right? <laughs> That's Again, right. It's, it, in my new book I'm writing now, I, I said, you know, just when, they, just when I got all the answers, they changed all the questions. And so we, we've got to keep feeding our brains. We've got to keep learning uh, about three things, really, about what we're selling, right, what we're offering, we have to keep learning about the market, who we're doing it to, not to, but with. It's, it's a collaborative effort, sales is. It's a mutual qualification. And, uh, and I know you talk about this in your book, and we got to learn about who we are. Yeah. I think that's one of the most important things is, you know, Coda, we, we've all met people who are self-aware. They have a sense of what they're doing. They know, they know their strengths. They know their foibles. Uh, you know, they, they work to make their strengths better. Sometimes they work on their weaknesses if necessary. And then we've also met people who aren't self-aware, who have no clue how they show up. You know, they're often inappropriate, et cetera. And so that self-awareness uh, training, if you will, or just that path is critical. How much, you know, gosh, I, I don't know if I could put a number on it, but I mean. Well, I, let's just talk about the, the a daily routine for a person in sales. Sure, you know, sure. How much time on prospecting? How much time in presentation? How much time in follow-up? How much time, if you're, if you're to kind of break it out like that, yeah. you know, what, how much time should literally be in education? Because I'm of the belief that education is a daily thing. It's not a, you do it every once in a while. It's something you do every single day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you can, yeah. I read every day. Uh, I mean, you know, I'll miss from time to time, of course. But and I read a lot on airplanes, and that's a lot where I get what I get is sometimes I, I, I divide my days and my weeks up. So um, I don't do it every day, but right. I have days that I focus on that. Right. Um, and so I make sure I get it in. Uh, um, gosh, I can't tell you how much I read. I read a book a week. I. I'm reading blogs. I'm reading, I'm watching your podcast, other people's podcasts, right? It's like, it's hard to keep up, obviously. So we have to be a little bit selective. But, but to answer your question a little bit more, I'd say one of the things that often isn't talked about in this equation of, of prospecting and serving and, and, and learning is, is 
the research, the research into our market and particularly the people that too many people, I believe, get on the phone or send an email to someone and they don't really know much about who the, that person is. And so now it depends a little bit on, on, on what your product and service is as to how much you need to do. But we all get emails. We all get phone calls from people who have no clue who we are. And they seem to think that their solution is you know, a solution to our problem. And they don't even know who we are. So in, in my newest book, Radical Relevance, we're spending a fair amount of time on how to get to know these people before you even reach out to them. Now, the neat thing with referrals and introductions is you have this warm resource of information, right? If you're introducing me to someone, I can learn about that someone from you, things I couldn't learn from their website or for their LinkedIn profile. And that's the warm research. And then there's the cold research, things that we can look up on the internet, et cetera. And they both are relevant and helpful. So I think people need to spend a little more time than most of them are doing on who are they reaching out to. And it's all about the human connection, right? It's all about uh, people appreciate the fact that you've taken those few extra minutes to get a sense of who they are before you reach out to them and make your message more relevant. Uh, you know, yeah. a lot of, so anyway, that's, that's, yeah, no, that's really good. It's good stuff. So now, if, if someone's new, a lot of our listeners may be new to your work, uh, maybe new to the education you provide. You got four of these books out. What, which book would you recommend that people read first? And just kind of, and then, and then, and then what would the follow-up book be? Yeah. Well, I'd say if someone's fairly new in business, then probably get more referrals now. Uh, because it's, it's a little more on the basics of, of providing great service. It's networking, going out to the community at events, things like that, meeting new people. Uh, it's about asking. It's also about targeting a vertical market, which sometimes can be very helpful. And then I'd probably say beyond referrals after that, because it kind of takes, takes over where that leaves off. There's a little bit of overlap there, and it's some newer thinking because it's a newer book, but probably get more referrals now and then beyond referrals. If you're already pretty good at the networking and getting out there and kind of been at this for a while, then I'd just say beyond referrals and then wait for my new book, Radical Relevance to come out. <laughs> now, when does Radical Relevance come out? Well, knock on wood, <laughs> it's uh, going to be in my hands at the end of August uh, for the fall selling season, if you will. And that's all about how we talk about our value, how we interpret, understand, discover our value, and then how we bring that to other people. And that too, Cody, is very much a relationship game because we never want to think about our value and, and come up with ways to communicate our value without giving our prospects or customers a seat at the table, right? We, we can't do it in a vacuum because we're going to miss it, right? We're not going to hit the right mark unless we talk to them first. Uh, so that's kind of what the new yeah. book's about. Love the title, by the way, Radical Relevance. It's a great, great title. Good, Thank good you. work. Does it have like a subheading to it or? Yeah, the, the working subhead right now is uh, sharpen your value proposition, cut to the noise, win more ideal clients. So a lot of it is about cutting through the noise. I've got a, a chapter on neuroscience of relevance in there. And I've got a chapter on the, the neuroscience of, of moving people to take action. Uh, but one of the, uh, the other emphasis is on ideal clients. I call it right fit clients, uh, kind of your, your business soulmates that are out there, right? The people that you're meant to do business with and they're meant to do business with you and 
getting to a place in your business that 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 brings the most joy right when you're really serving the people that you like to serve and the way you like to serve them they appreciate that and of course that of course well you know you're going to deserve more referrals doing that as well so it's not just on quantity it's on quality of, of who you're bringing in well, Bill, it's been a lot of fun to be able to listen to you again. I've I'm, uh, been a distant fan of yours. I've seen your books over the years. Uh, I know that you refer my product and services to others, which we appreciate very much. Um, we always like to close our shows by giving you the floor. I mean, I've asked you specific pointed questions and maybe, maybe I haven't touched on things you want to touch on. So we, we take about the last five minutes and this is freestyle time for you and just mm -hmm. give us the best version of what you got and close this thing out for us. Sure. I don't know if it's going to take five minutes, but I'll, I'll tell you the sub theme to everything I write and everything I speak about in speeches and workshops really is courage. It's the courage to try new ideas and it, it, it's, it's, and courage really is about trusting in yourself and it comes from the heart because the, the root of the word courage is core, which is French for heart. And so it's a matter of, of trusting yourself. And, uh, you know, what happens quite often is when we get started in the business, it's kind of damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. We're going to just do whatever it takes. We're going to cold call. We're going to show up at events we don't want to do and all of that. Right. And so we just, we just have maximum courage in doing it. And then we start to have a little bit of su success. And then we start to get back into that comfort zone a little bit. And look, human beings need their comfort zone, right? If we were stepping out of our comfort zone every second of every day, we'd be a mess. Yep. And with that said, we always have to test ourselves and push a little bit because if we don't, we're, we're not growing. So I always, the sub theme, everything I talk about is the courage that it takes to, uh, to try new ideas and execute on those new ideas and the other quick thing I want to talk about is, is the power of belief. Um, and what I mean by that is when we hit a snag, when small business owners hit a snag, usually one of the first things we do is we mistakenly, I think, sometimes go to tactics. Well, I better call more people or send more of this or mail this or do right? It's a tactical solution to a problem, but that may not be the problem. The problem may be how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive our business, how we perceive our prospects and clients. There could be a, a, an underlying belief that's sabotaging us. My mentor, Bill Wilkes, when I was a kid and I worked in sales for him, he, he said, Billy Cates is what they called me back then. He said, Billy, if you ever hit a snag, the first thing you need to do is what are your beliefs about the situation, about yourself, about the other people? because you may have an underlying belief that's sabotaging you. And we can't act in discord with our beliefs, right? It's called cognitive dissonance. We, we can't do that, generally speaking. And so that's another important thing that I like to teach is that. And you can see how they, those go together. Yeah. Right? We, can, we can talk about the vision, what Napoleon Hill said, what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So we talk about vision, goals, what we, you know, what we can conceive, but very little time is spent on what we believe about that vision. And if we don't really believe it's possible, then guess what? We will sabotage unconsciously. Wow. Powerful stuff. By the way, you did take the whole five minutes. I think I did. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you got me going, buddy. <laughs> We're glad that you did. So there you have it, everybody. Bill Cates said, man, just incredible. 
Um, appreciate all that you do to serve the community and the, uh, the wonderful things that are happening. So get you a copy of Beyond Referrals, and we look forward to the new book, uh, Radical Relevance, coming out hopefully late August, I guess. Yeah. And uh, appreciate you being on our show with us today. For all of you listeners out there, just want a quick reminder to you, we've got our uh, and Bill would love to invite you to come on out if you get a chance, August 8th and 9th, Salt Lake City, Utah, our Relationship Marketing Grand Summit, first annual Grand Summit, where we're going to have over 17 featured speakers and authors and trainers uh, talking about the subject of relationship marketing. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're, we're excited to get like-minded people together. It's always, I love these summit formats, you know, there, there's a lot of sales summits and different things out there where you get multiple people in and give a 20 or 40 or 50 minute speech and have some panels. But the best part of it is just the people that are there. You know, it's all the people that are there. They're like-minded. Right. They want to be educated. They're talking to each other. Yep. Um, highly encourage you to get out to events like this. So again, August 8th and 9th, Relationship Marketing Grand Summit. You can go to relationshipmarketinggrandsummit.com. Uh, find out that information. And again, thank you all for listening in today. Bill, uh, best wishes to you, my friend. And you, we will um, we'll talk to you soon. Hope so. Thank you. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you now. If you have enjoyed this episode of the Relationship Marketing Podcast with Cody B, be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review so that together we can get this message, The Power of Human Connection, out to the world. You can find Cody's new book, The Power of Human Connection, on Amazon or the Send Out Cards gift store.